see you in the rapture. And I'll see you in the rapture. And I'll see you at the meeting in the end. There with my blessed Savior, who will sing and shout forever. So I'll see you in the rapture some sweet day. Now, raise that one a little bit. Now, we blacks, we, we sing sometimes with our eyes closed. Those ones, don't, they sing like this. Why? We sing from inside. <laughs> With feelings. Yeah. We are emotional people. Yeah. You know, when when Europeans sing, when Europeans sing, they sing according to the the, the chat. The blacks? The, 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 somebody has written a song, isn't it? You sing according to the notes. That reflects the, the right of the song. So you, you try to sing what the writer was saying. But we don't sing like that. We use the song to express yourself. You have to express the writer. <laughs> So, a, a black song can never be adequately written. Be because you are expressing your emotions at that time. You know, you are not expressing what somebody wrote. You are using the tune to express what you are yourself at that time. Yeah. From inside. That's why we close our eyes. And sing and say hallelujah. Sing like a black man. Yeah. With feelings. Oh hallelujah. No that is not what I wanted to preach. Oh I'll see you in the rapture. So I'll see you in the rapture, and I'll see you at the meeting in the end. There with my blessed Savior, so we'll sing and shout forever. And I'll see you in the rapture some today. Listen. What it is it? If we never meet again on this earth, my precious friend, and if to God we have been true, and believe above all things 
Then for us there'll be a meeting for a hallelujah greeting. So I'll see you in the rapture some sweet day. Oh, and I'll see you in the rapture. Oh, and I'll see you in the rapture, and I'll see you at the meeting in the end. There is my blessed Savior, who will sing and shout forever. And I'll see you in the rapture some sweet day. Listen to my loved ones. Oh, let me say that there'll surely come a day. One day when my love will come again, then to take his pride away so get ready now to meet you and with all hallelujah's greeting for i'll see you in the rapture something day all together now oh i'll see you in the rapture and I will see you in the rapture And I'll see you at the meeting in the end There with the blessed Savior We'll sing and shout forever and I'll see you in the rapture some sweet day. Amen. Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is our religion. When we sing, because we sing from out inside us, let the whole world keep quiet. Let the angels keep quiet. Because they don't know where we have been. Let us express what it is ourselves. Oh, praise be to God. Yeah, but that's not my sermon. Let us stand up and just get our sermon in. <laughs> oh, praise be to God. I thank you because I thank God because you love God. Praise be to God. We shall read the scriptures with my mirrors. And uh, I, I would like to read. Uh, the book of Daniel chapter 9 verse 17 to 19 
chapter he will read in Giganda as you follow in English. Up to 19. Uh, from verse 17 up to 19, yes. Kareka kano ai katonda wafe uliro kusaba kwa muduo no kwegairira kwe era kubwamu kama oyazike amasogo awatukuvu awatukuvuo awazise ai katonda wange tegokutuko owulire ozibule amasogo otunulire ebyafe ebyazika nechibuga ekitumibwa erinyalyo kubanga tetuleta kwegairira kwafe mu masogo Kulobu tu kilivu wafi, wabulu roku sasi la kukunji. Ai mukama ulida, ai mukama sonyua. Ai mukama ulida okore, toruwa o, kububo weka, ai katonda wange, kubange chibuga cho, nabantubo, batumibwa edinyario. May the Lord add blessing the reading of his word. Mukama agatomu kusuma kwechigambo che. I'll ask you to sit please. Yaba sabamu tuule. I'm, call, I'm going to call this, uh, I make a title, Prayer That God Hears. Now, what is the purpose of religion? We come to church, we want to know about God, but we come to church for the purpose the church or religion to be able to answer basic needs in our lives. To give an answer where science can't give, where just eating food cannot satisfy, because we human beings are more than the body and what we see. So the religion that does not answer our basic needs, that does not, does not intervene in us to be, able, to be able to give us comfort, peace, and, uh, and the enjoyment of life becomes burdensome. Yeah. A religion that does not answer, because we are needy people, we are not self-sufficient. We live needing supplies from outside because we are not self-sufficient. So the religion, we have a religion that is able to supplement all that we need to live satisfactory lives, happy lives. That's the reason why 
the, the most notable statement Jesus made when he was here. And all Christianity revolves around that statement. He rose in a, in, 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 a, in a celebration, stood up in the crowd and said, Come unto me, all you that are burdened. <laughs> And I'll give you rest. That is the most notable statement in the Bible. We come to Christ that we may find rest. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. So now the 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 the, the so that the basic something in the Christian religion is we come to find rest. And in the rest there is joy. And in the rest there is fulfillment. <laughs> and the rest is some kind of relief from anything that is oppressing you. You cannot have rest if you are having an, uh, something oppressing you. Physically, like diseases, or hunger, or being needy in physical things, <laughs> or spiritual, from demons, from being stressed, from feeling inferior, religion, true religion, should be able to win us from that kind of thing. Because, because we know just property does not give that. Riches doesn't. Nothing else doesn't. Food, Food doesn't. A good car doesn't. But there is another source from which we can get that relief so that even if you don't have much, you can be addressed. Even if you have a lot of property, you can still be addressed. You can come to the, to the church on a bicycle and completely happy. Equally, like one who can come in an helicopter and be, will be as equally happy as the one who has come on a bicycle. That is the purpose of religion. Hallelujah. And, and that kind of satisfaction it comes from one source one person. Yeah. I can call that place from, what you, from where you can get that as a jewel, as, as a precious stone that people on earth in all generations have looked for. And that's the best thing that you can ever get in life. We had it. 
We had that precious stone in the garden of Eden. When we had it, we had no bother. We had no stress. We had nothing to press us. It was all joy. Then it was lost. And all our activity from then, no matter how much you are, uh, uh, whatever you are doing, all the activities is trying in some way to seek for that stone, to seek for that treasure. That's why we build houses. We build aeroplanes. We build good things with our desire to, to still go back to that precious thing. That precious thing is what God told Adam and Eve. And, Eve. and the seed of a woman. <laughs> that seed of a woman it is something so precious that all of us, even demons, are looking for it. Because even in heaven, Lucifer, Lucifer we wanted to have that position. And he lost it. That's why there is a lot of war on earth. Fighting to get that precious thing. Until, we, until in the book of Isaiah, God told the prophet, Ask me a sign. <laughs> and I'll give you. Whether big or the small. Ask me something that people have always longed for. Ask me the greatest desire, the most precious thing that ever was. And I'll give you. Yeah, the most precious thing that you can ever ask to and I'll give you. Like God, that God told the, the prophet, ask Hati, ask Sister Hati, anything, big, small, Anything. <laughs> and I will give. So God told Isaiah, anything. And I will give. But by that time, Isaiah did not have in his mind what he really wants. But God knew what he should ask for. That most precious thing right from the Garden of Eden. It was not a stone. It was not riches. It was a man. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a man. That is it. That's the best thing that you can ever get. 
So no matter what you want here, no matter what problem is in your life, it is that man. That's the best one that you can ever get. Call Jesus Christ. Oh my! You can have everything you want. But you will still be lacking something in your heart. He's the one that covers everything. And if you have him, you may not be having any property. But you have everything. You might be despised by the world. People will think that you are nothing. But if you have him, it does not matter. You have everything. That's a blessing to gain on earth. That man of Calvary. Believers. You have known so much. You have read so much history. But sometimes after going deep into things, sometimes you leave him behind. <laughs> and when you leave him behind, your religion becomes a burden. You wonder why now. I'm a Christian. Why these things are? Why, why life is so hard? Why a struggle? Watch carefully. You have left that precious stone behind. Go back. And find it. He is not very far from you. He is not found in complications. In deep things of wisdom. He is found in things that are so simple. With a child can do. A small boy, a small girl. Can walk at the altar put her knees or his knees down and look to Calvary and find that one. It's not very far. Oh, praise be to God. How to find him? Believers, have you found him? How to find him? May God help us know how to find him. And when you have him, and you are in fellowship, it does not matter what you have or what you don't have. No. You, you, are, you will be like a, 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 a boy out on the streets of Kampala. In Kenya, we call them Chokora. What do you call them here? Those ones who beg and things, sniff glue. They sniff glue on the streets. A miserable boy there or girl. While you are shifting through garbage guns and things like that, looking for food, 
nga mukasa siroba na banonye byokulya bwebitu you have you get a realization kati obochi ali ebotu notegera it becomes revealed to you nechikubikulirwa that you are actually mtiamazima the daughter olimuwala of the king wakabaka of uganda kabaka we uganda wano the moment you realize who you are kasto tegera chichori the clothes you are wearing doesn't matter engoye zoboyamba the sin songa whether you are walking on food it doesn't matter the type of shoe you wear doesn't matter i am the king the revelation the revelation of what you actually are the material of what you have and you don't have at that time it doesn't matter at all that is not your stress whether whether they will pass and splash on you mad you will not be angry with the driver even you will laugh at him you could tell him that i can buy many of those vehicles you have right the way i am that's where we belong that to reach a place and you have that realization of who you are then what you have and what you don't have just the you have something in your heart that clothes that shoes food that you eat at that time doesn't matter oh that christian could reach a place like that but it only comes at one point of contact a point of realization when it is revealed to you and who you are and you are connected to that person that it truly is your father and you can talk to him that's the problem we have to be connected with him after you are connected with him talk to him what you don't have or what you have doesn't matter are we able to be in complete fellowship and communication with him that owns all things who owns all things and to be with him on one to one so that you can talk to him one on one Because if you are on him one to one other things do not matter Sometimes we reach a place and we think we we can do with some good car Instead of having a little old bicycle I could do I could do with a good car 
Who told you that the God has told you, has said no? Who said? God has not refused that. You can still get it. No matter what it is that you want, you can still get it. Because before him, he has a cattle on a thousand hills. He owns, he owns cattle. <laughs> on a thousand hills. He could give you if you want. He owns all the silver and gold on this world. Can give whatever you want. We are not restricted. Children of God are not restricted. They get what they want. You know, in fact, when God talked to his people as a king to show his kingdom, he will ask you just ask whatever you want. It shows the power of the one who is telling you. Just ask whatever you He doesn't restrict you. That's why he said uh, uh, in prayer ask whatever you will. If you believe it it will be given to you. You are able even to say that this is what I want. I want this mountain to move. We have that freedom. We are not restricted. How do they ever enter in that kind of channel? <laughs> oh, praise be to God. Now talking about riches. There was a brother called Sharit. A brother called Sharit. I want, I want, I want us to read that story, this story, so that we see what we do. You know, we limit ourselves so much. We are people, we are, God values us so much. And we have acquired a character a character of Chokora. And yet we are kings. We have acquired a character of what do you call Chokora And yet we are kings. You can fight over a, a piece of bread from cabbage <laughs> and yet you are king you don't know what you have may God give us the reality there was a man called Sharit uh, that is uh, for those ones who are reading that was uh, in 50.08.22 50822 uh, 50822 from 9 <clears throat> look let's look at an ordinary person like you and me 
with the limitations that we have. We have limitations. Yeah. So we are reading from where it starts, and so Brother Sherit, uh, nine a paragraph below there, a paragraph below the first one. Uh, yeah, and so Brother Sherit, he was born kind of a father, didn't have much of this world's goods. We can relate to that. His father was a very poor man. He was rowdy. The father was rowdy. So the man wasn't born in a good family. The father left his mother. You can, you can relate with this kind of brother. John Charity, about 15 years, was selling apples at a nickel apiece out in the front of him in the St. Louis, Missouri. Somebody in Kampala here. Selling a broken home from a broken home. Single mother. Mama couldn't have a car to take care of his mother. Yes, he was not he was not able to 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 buy to carry those things as he sells to support the mother. We can relate with that kind of fellow. He had an impediment of speech. He, he couldn't talk at all. Ah, 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 ah. My goodness. So I don't know how he was selling. <laughs> yeah, he just... If, if you go to talking, just, just stand and just... You know, you could wait for him before he says, makes a statement. Praise be to God. Yeah. So, Brother Branham, describe how you would stammer out of a stand. But he began to seek the Lord when he was a boy. He began to seek for that man. That jewel. Not, not just to seek for the religion where to go to church. Mm -mm. Not to look for religion. Where, where he can belong. His aim. He knew there was God somewhere. I know there is God. <laughs> I want to know that God. He was seeking for the right thing. All the boys that were running in different places with girls, with ladies. He said, Lord, I'm going to trust you. It will be awful trying to talk to young ladies because you are stammering. <laughs> 
course, he could not stand and talk to a lady. The girl will wait for a long time when he says, ah, 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 ah. They, they get bored of him and leave him. Yes. But, uh, uh, but uh, I want to be married and have children. He's seeking God. And the desire of my heart is that I may attain this position. Yes, which all of us want to. Now, if that is your desire, and the religion you don't ha you have doesn't give you what you need, you find that religion burdensome. Amen. Amen. I'm going to serve you. Uh, you give me a wife. Yeah. I he committed it to the Lord at the age of 25 years. And Brother Branham said that uh, if he would have passed every woman, he could not have had a better wife than what he had, what God gave him. So God gave me a good woman. His religion gave him. Yeah, his religion gave him. His religion. Look, look at what he was seeking for. What was aiming? To seek for God. He had a desire in his heart. He found God who answered the desire in his heart. If you don't find the God that is able to answer the desire of your heart, religion becomes burdensome. Amen. Yeah. But one great thing, he loved children so well, but she, but she was barren. Yeah, he was married for many years, six, seven, eight years, and no children. A need. Now, look at that situation here. It's needy. But different from other people that are barren, he knows somebody. Yeah. Yeah. If he didn't know somebody, it would have caused a problem to him. He had a need like somebody else. But he knew somebody. <laughs> If he didn't know that somebody, his religion could have been burdensome. Now we continue. In his job, he cut concrete on the street 25 cents an hour to make a living. 25 cents in Kenyan shillings like 25 shillings an hour. That's a 25 times 25 here is what? Around, 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 two, around 200 Ugandan shillings here to make an hour. And they had saved their money. 
and they bought a three-roomed house. In America, not having a house is a very serious matter. Because you, because you be called homeless. Which is very serious. But, but they struggled until they bought a house. In their struggle, they were happy because they knew a man. Yeah. That's the joy of it. Whether you are getting a lot of money or little or, or staying where, but you have the satisfaction. I know a man. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Amen. Uh, 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 and, uh, okay. uh, I think it cost about $1,500 back in the time of depression. And they paid, paid, and they paid, paid, and paid. Until, until they paid. Now he owned a three-bedroom house. A three-roomed house. Amen? Amen. Just about that time they got it all paid for off. There was an evangelistic meeting in, in their town, Phoenix. And, and, there, and there was a man, a man named uh, Dr. Sutton. Yeah, a full gospel preacher from came to Phoenix. And he was, the, the, the preacher was staying in a tourist camp. Where preachers should not stay very much. And the Lord appeared to Brother Sherit one night in a dream. And said to him, Take your cups, your clothes, your plates, your sufuria, your clothes, and your wife, and leave that home and turn it to Brother Saturn. Think of it. After about 10 years of hard labor, Saving and striving. The, 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 the Lord told him to turn the place up to, to Dr. Sutton. A well-known minister. Brother, Brother Sutton said, Alright, Lord. Went to his, he went to his, his, his wife and said, Honey, the Lord spoke to me and told me to turn over the house to, and we just take our utensils and turn over to the preacher. What, what would you have said, sister? Sister, what would you have said? Sister, what would you have said? Sister, what would you have said? Look at how it continues. You know, but before we go very far, that sister, 
is the kind of woman that God can use to do great things. That, that kind of brother, brother what you? is somebody who can be led in great things. Let us continue. Yeah, and uh, uh, went and told her, and she said, All right, dear. Sister, sister said, What? Sister Yagambachi. Sister said, She said, Say it, sister. Sister, you get him All right, dear. Yeah. Hey. And it's not just anything. They have sorted years to pay for us and turn out homeless. Awe <laughs> She believed in her husband. Brother, are you the type that your wife can believe in? Brother, or, or do you cut corners sometimes? She said, if the Lord said for you to do that, then God has something else to ask for us. He done, yes. Yes. You know, if we want God to do great things in our lives, you have a certain, you should be able to acquire a certain character. A character that the Holy Ghost can lead. Sometimes into things that look mad, insane. <laughs> To the one who look mad. Yeah. Can eat. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. What are you translating what I have said? What the, we need to acquire a character yes. that the Holy Ghost can lead. Yes. We wow. You need to have a character the Holy Ghost can lead. Sometimes into things that are, uh, don't make sense. But you can easily surrender yourself to be led last way. Do you want to get rich and you are very poor? Allow God to lead you. But be a character that can be led. So he turned, uh, he turned all he had now. He didn't have a place to take his wife that night. Imagine. When <laughs> they found a, a tourist camp that costed 25 shillings, and they stayed in that place a night. It, as they continue making 25 cents an hour cutting concrete on the street. Working daily. Yeah. 
For he was a, a, a big man, a great big man. Like me. Making 200 pounds, I mean about 200 pounds. Sharid was a tall big man like me. You see where they are? Led by the Holy Ghost. It doesn't make sense. Sharit, are you mad? Sharit, you're good dead, Daru. All this year you have worked. And then you come and say that, and the Lord told me to give me. No, how can God behave like that? No, the Lord told me. Then why did he send you? you? Nowhere. I think there is something wrong with your head. <laughs> A week later, God didn't tell him from here, go somewhere. No. A week later, some rich lady told him she's going to move some things back in her carriage so that if he wanted to live in the carriage, to, uh, to, to live in that carriage. Where the vehicle is supposed to see to, to live. sometimes it becomes a store. So she's going to move some things from the carriage of the vehicle. He can stay there. Yeah. Uh, 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 so said if you will keep my word, my yard trimmed trimmed of evening when you come in. Stay in my, Stay in my carriage if you can cut grass <laughs> and help my fence to be trimmed in the evening when you come from concrete on the door. I'll allow you to stay in that carriage. Yeah, you can live in my carriage for free. He moved up there without one thing. He got some boxes and springs and laid on the floor for a mattress. Where, where he slept there with his wife. How many sisters want to be Sister Charity? Yeah. You, you see how he looks like? Yeah. Hey. Hey. Slept on the floor. I mean, my goodness. Brother Sharit said, Brother Sarton said, Brother Sharid, I don't. Why are you giving me? I don't, don't want this. But Brother Sharid answered him and said, But the Lord told me to give you. Brother Sarton, the God that you serve told me to give you. So you want me to disobey God? Okay, okay, Sharit. <laughs> okay, Sharit. Sharit, if the Lord told me, he went on. 
and was there about one year with a sister. Where are they sleeping? In a garage. Not in Uganda. That place has got winter. And you don't know what winter is. One year. Living a good Christian life. All along this rich lady kept on looking at them one year from the time God told him surrender your shamba your, your farm your, your house he has never had a dream a vision a voice one year so that finally the lady that lived uh, 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 was a multimillionaire. She saw his honesty. He was a Christian like Daniel down in Babylon. She went up to him one day and said, John, you know what? The Lord spoke to me in a dream last night and told me that I should loan you $10,000 to go to business. And he said, what, 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 why? <laughs> Lady, I, 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 I can't even talk. I can never make a businessman. But the woman said, but God told me to do it. Here is the check. Check <laughs> He said, well, 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 I, 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 I can't take it. I, 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 I don't want $10,000 lying on me. No, 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 no. She said, but the Lord told me for me to give you. I have noticed that you are a good, honest man. Seen you reading your Bible. From a distance they could see. The world sees. And the Lord told me to give you the check. Loan it to you. $10,000 for business. Well, if the Lord told you anyhow, he took the check. He didn't know what to do with the check. <laughs> He went on, he continued like that. One evening he was walking up and down to see, and he saw an old five-roomed house that's going for sale for two thousand dollars. 
I have ten. Ah, not that one. Mm, Something tells me, ah, look again, 2,000. Ah, but now, 2,000. Uh, hmm. Buy. Buy. I bought. So he went down and cashed the check and bought it for $2,000. And went there with his wife and began to repair the house. Plaster. Eh, at night. You know, he's on the road, but at night he's plastering. With his wife. She's not, she's not there complaining. With his wife. Fix the house. Fix the ground. Put it on sale. If, if you would have got 3,000 shillings, you would have made a profit. But he sold it for 6,000. From 2,000, made four. To, today, John Sharit is worth a half a million dollars. He is a, a millionaire. Stamara. Millionaire. Well, how did she come, how did he come from where he was? To a millionaire. He was led by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> He was a character that could be willing to be led by the Holy Ghost into things that looked impossible, into, into steps that look impossible and insane. He was being led into things, into steps. Some of them don't make sense. In fact, insanity. But led of the Holy Ghost. Look at this man. Today is a half a million dollars. That has been six or seven years ago since he started. Half a million dollars. He is a father of three fine children. He said, Brother, Brother Brana, what if I did not, what if uh, Dr. Sutton would not have taken what God told me to give? Now, in short, Brother Branham prayed for him, the stammering went. He, had, he has good children. And he was a great sponsor of books. He's a major sponsor of Voice of God. From poor nothing to a millionaire. Like where you are now. To where you want to be. Led by the Holy Ghost. 
He owns the whole earth. He can give you what he wants. The limitation is you. Are you willing to be led? Can you develop a, a character that can be led? Because when Jesus was here, he was such a person that could be led. He allowed God to lead him. Some of the things he was led into didn't make sense. He was led to the cross. The Spirit of God led him to the wilderness to stay there 40 days without eating. Yeah, he was alarmed that he was willing to be led. Can you develop a character that can be led? Before you get to a place where you can develop a character being led, you must be completely familiar with the one who is leading you. You must know him very well. Like God told Abraham, take your son, only son, and, and go and sacrifice him. Abraham had to know him well. <laughs> so there's nothing like guessing, is he the one or is he not the one? No. In, in the same way, Sharit knew him well. Had, had confidence in him. That no matter whether God told him anything that look insane. And yet he knows him. He will obey. But you cannot obey if you don't know him well. So the first thing is to know him well. Yeah, do you know him very well? And to know him very well, it, it starts at the point of contact with him. Not just how you have been taught. It is now, uh, after being taught, it will get to a point where you know him very well. Oh, praise to God. And one of the things for you to be able to know God is is to know that God speaks in a language. God doesn't speak English or Luganda or any other language. God speaks a language. But when you hear it, you hear it in Luganda. Yeah. Oh, praise be to God. There's a language that is inside here. It is not English. It is not any language. For example, when you think, when you are thinking, you don't think in a language. Thoughts are not in a language. But when you, when you speak what you are thinking about, you put it in a language. But thoughts here are in another language that is not Luganda. God has a language that he speaks. 
And, and that same God dwells in the heart, not in the mind. Remember our theme, the prayer that God hears. Remember when you are conducting God, he is not in the mind, he is in the heart. And he speaks the language of the heart. And when you talk to him, you also talk the language of the heart. Sometimes you have found people and asked yourself, why is it that when so and so Prays. God seems to answer him. But may I pray and God does not hear. God does not discriminate. God does not uh, hate you. It's just that you are not using the same language. The people that speak and God hears, they speak the same language. The language of the heart. For God in heaven dwells in the heart of man. <laughs> Not in human mind. Then when God speaks, he speaks from the heart and it reaches your mind. Because it is in your mind where you are aware. The, the voice of God comes from the heart and makes you aware. But that's not the only voice that reaches your mind. You see and the, you get the message from what you are seeing. It reaches your mind. You hear and it gets to your mind. You feel and it gets to your mind. You smell and it gets to your mind. You taste and it gets to your mind. But God speaks from the heart to your mind. You should be able to differentiate the message from the eyes, from the ears, from the taste, from the smell, from the touch, different from the message from the heart. The message from the heart speaks the word, but different from the reasoning. It doesn't, come, it doesn't come how you have reasoned. In the reason you can say, well, I was sick because I have taken medicine, then I think I'm okay. That is come to the mind from somewhere else, from reasoning. From, from feeling, from touching. But when God heals you, a, a, a small, deep, they call them from a small, small voice. It, it is called a, a still, 
small voice speaks from here. Not from the way you reasoned. Not because you earned so anything. Not because you had anything. But a voice from people will just say, you are healed. That's the voice of God. If you pick that voice and follow through that voice, you are healed. A Christian, differentiating a voice from God and a voice from outside there. The devil speaks from out to your mind. But God speaks from the heart to your mind. When somebody is praying, as you are entering into the issues of God, you are differentiating from these voices and seeking this voice. You are trying to shut down these other voices and, and open your mind to this voice. As you continue going before the presence of God until you are able to hear that voice. And this voice is always speaking. It's always speaking. It speaks in nature. It can speak to animals. When there is danger that voice of God speaks to animals. They are in position to hear it. But we are not in position to hear because we are muddled up with very many voices. So prayer in prayer what you aim at is to transform yourself from this state where there are voices and you transform yourself into a state where you are keen enough to start hearing from that voice. From, from that voice. Let me not say from that voice. Let me say from that voice. Because, because God dwells in the heart. That's where he speaks from. Where we are right now, we are in a natural dimension. We are sensitive to what we are seeing, what we are touching, what we are hearing. <laughs> That's what we are sensitive with. We are not, what we are not sensitive to what is coming from there. Although it is speaking, but we are not sensitive. But we are sensitive to this. Sometimes I have wondered why is it that in the meetings of Brother Branham in America, people who are who have educated Christians. Some, some of them filled with the Holy Ghost. They know the word. But now, when he brings that gift of healing, very few people, a minority, are able to capture this healing and get it. 
And yet they are Christians. Brother Branham left there. Left America and went to South Africa. At that time, the majority of South Africans were heathens. Uneducated. <laughs> Poor people. But now, when he just operated something a little bit, not much of what is in America, a bit of designment. And those people, those black people saw it. And he told him, he told them, you can see that the angel of the Lord is here. They wondered, is here? Yeah, is here. Do you know that he's here? Let me see that. Let me show that the angel of the Lord is here. This eye, this that child has got a cross, a, a, a cross eye. Then he told them, "Watch now, Lord, heal this man, this boy." They said, eh. "Oh, now the Lord is here." They quickly were convinced the Lord is here. <laughs> so he told him, he told them, that Lord that is here is on the audience. He said, sure, that on the, old, uh, on the pulpit is also here. Okay. If you can believe it, wherever you are, you can get healed. So I'm going to pray for you. And even the one whose fathers can get it because he's here. He prayed one prayer. And 25,000 got healed once. My question has always been why was that one hap not happening in America? Why did it happen in South Africa? Is God, did God discriminate people? Does he hate the Americans? The answer is no. He loves the Americans as good as he loves those ones. But what is it that those ones have that the Americans don't have? Because you can get it. Even now, we can get it. Because the Lord is here. The Lord is here. If you lean towards what the South Africans had, Every one of you can get healed. But believers tend to lean towards what the Americans have. What did the Americans have? They had progressed in the mental capacity by education. They had grown so much in the issue of the mind through, through education to a point where they relied 
on the mind and neglected this voice. And the South Africans were not very educated scientific people. They did not rely so much on the mind. The channel of God speaking from the heart was still lively. But for us, but for us, the Americans, plus the Americans, it is now dormant. It is now not exercised. But it is this one that is exercise that is working. But God still speaks from the heart. This is a language of the heart. So now, in the language of the heart, when somebody is praying, seeking for God, you conduct him. When you tune yourself to start hearing the language of the heart, the, the language that God speaks, the moment you hear it and obey it, there is nothing now impossible. Why are we not seeing God working among us? Because we cannot get that language. Not because it's not speaking. It is speaking, but we have made it to lie dormant. Until it is dead. So the purpose of prayer, remember that language, whoever is speaking, is that precious stone? Is that is that uh, is, is that a, 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 a seed of a woman that was in the Garden of Eden? That brother Sari, brother Sharit was able to conduct with it. He, he was confident with that kind of language. He knew when it speaks that is that God who is speaking. He did not doubt it. So he had reached a place where he had connected with that him so well that when he tells him Give the house. He gives the house. Buy this one. He buys it. Do the other thing. And when it keeps quiet, when that language keeps quiet, he is able to stay in that garage for one year. Waiting for it to speak. And when it speaks, he moves. When it when it's not speaking, he stays. He had confidence in the voice of God speaking in his heart. When it speaks, he moves. When he is quiet, it is he stands, waiting for God to move. Sometimes it doesn't make sense always. But you know him. You know his voice. He speaks. You know what the source of this voice. It doesn't come from reasoning. That's the reason the Bible says 
We don't go by sight. We go by faith. And faith is a revelation. No. Let me put it more clearly. Faith is that when that language is speaking to you. Faith is hearing what that language has spoken to you. Faith is not your imagination and hoping that it will be so. Faith is when that voice has spoken to you and, and told you you are healed. You can say I am healed because God has told me so. <laughs> yeah. Faith rests on something concrete. Not on some kind of imagination. I think I'm okay. You know, you can read the Bible. By his stripes we are hid. Yeah, but you know, you are, you are reading like that. And it is you who is reading it. You are trying to interpret that one by your mind. When you read, by faith I'm healed, you try to understand it with your mind. So you are understanding what it is saying by your mind. That is trying to interpret that revelation by your mind. But when that voice speaks, you are healed. Saying the same thing, you are healed. It is God interpreting His own word. Because the Bible says, No man can say Jesus is the Son of God except by the Holy Ghost. Of, of course, with our mind, we say it every day. Even people in the bar, even in the football field, Jesus is the Son of God by their own mind. But that, but that doesn't mean anything. But when a voice speaks from the heart, <laughs> Jesus, the Son of God, it is not you who is saying it. It is God, the perfect interpreter of the scriptures, revealing it to you. That is faith. Because faith is a revelation. There must be that person in you that speaks to you. That reveals the word. That tells you what to do. Not by my understanding. Not by my mind. But led by that voice. That has a perfect interpretation of the scripture. That's why very many people can say, I think I'm healed. I think I'm healed. And it doesn't get anywhere. 
Because it is this which is saying so. Of course, you are saying the right thing, but it is this which is saying so. You are saying it by understanding of this. But until this one has spoken, then it's just the mind. Brother Branham says, Brother Branham says, now, if you, are, if, you are, if you are to be healed, keeping, keep confessing it until it is revealed. Uh, that place, yeah, I can look for it. Keep confessing it. The confession positions you in a place where you wait for that voice. Now, when you keep confessing it, you have opened your system. When it speaks, you hear it because you are listening to it. By, by confessing it, you keep your system listening to it. And when it speaks, you get it. <laughs> That's why you should keep on confessing it. But until it speaks, then you are sure that is true. No demons in hell can stop it. Because it is the that says the Lord. Oh, hallelujah! Amen. The voice of the heart. So, prayer, good prayer, takes you from the natural dimension of the, of the sight, of the hearing, of the reasoning, of the feeling, of whatever it is that you are going through, which is a natural dimension. Good prayer makes you move to another dimension where you start hearing from a voice. Because when you are in a natural dimension, you cannot hear that voice. Let me not say that voice. Let me say that voice. It is speaking, yes, but you cannot hear it. So you have to quieten the issues of the natural dimension and then started listening to the voice of the heart where God dwells. That's the process of, of prayer. And in the prayer, you will be praying with the intention of the of the heart with the language of the heart. Oh, praise be to God. Oh, there's a place you can go to God. Our God is here. Your God is just where you are. Praise be to God. God is just right where you are. God dwells in the heart and communicates in the language that is not the natural language. Let me explain there. God dwells in the heart. He doesn't speak English. He doesn't speak any language. But he speaks a language that is universal. 
Like in the day of Pentecost. Everybody would hear. What did it say? Now, English is in the mind. Luganda is in the mind. It is a mind that learns the language. God speaks. When it reaches the mind, the mind translates what it has heard into English or Luganda. But God is not speaking Luganda. It is the mind that is translating into Luganda. Praise be to God. God speaks and the mind translates into Luganda. Then you are aware what is happening. Yeah, and, but there's a language. So also when you speak, when you speak, you, can, you must speak the language of the heart. Don't speak the language of the mind. The language of the mind is like what orators speak. Orators. You know, there are some people who can speak and pray and my put things on. Until you want to say, my, that man can know something. But that is just here. It's just here. And God is not there. The angel told Brother Branham, tell people, God, the, what they speak, what they are speaking, in, the, in heaven is a whisper. But the, what is happening in the heart is the one who is shouting in heaven. The language of the heart. The language of the touch. The language of the feeling. Yeah. The language that he speaks and God can hear it very well. What kind of prayer can you pray until it, it, the, 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 the heaven gets attention? Remember, remember Aunt Jemima. An ordinary woman, she's not educated. I'm sure she doesn't know a lot of English. She has a problem. But she's able to talk to God until God stops the aeroplane. <laughs> Come down. My servant walk that street down there. Meet this woman. She has a problem like many other women have. She's crying like other people have. She's in a, she's she's praying seemingly like other people. What is it about her prayer that touches him? What is it that Aunt Jemima prayed that touched God? What? Bigambo. I doubt what. Because she was not very educated. She doesn't know very many words. Is, is it because she screamed and rolled on the floor? 
is, is good to scream, but not necessarily. If this is because she was very sad, was passing through very many problems, not necessarily. No, there's something special. Remember Anna of the Bible, the mother of Samuel. She tries all those methods. Get angry. God did not hear that. Complain. God did not hear that. Refusing to eat. God did not hear that. She tried everything else. It didn't, it didn't work. Then she came back to herself. No. Let me speak a language that God can understand. Is it whispering? Not necessarily. Is it screaming? Not necessarily. Is it complaining? Not necessarily. What is it? What is it? The language of the heart. When you speak, God is touched. Yeah. When you speak, God, God can stop and say, ah, What has he said? Anna, hey. when she spoke that language, God gave. Yeah. Mm. I mean, Sister Hattie. Sister Hattie. Oh, Hattie was a woman like the others. Well, when, she's a, when people are excited, they can comment and say, Oh, that's good. I thank God. But none of them really seem to have an impact. But when she listened to Brother Branham's message, Amen. When she listened to Brother Branham's message, you know what I'm talking about. And she spoke. Something that heaven stopped. Heaven was shocked by the brother and the power of God came in the room because of what she had said. And the Lord spoke, give her what she wants. What is the difference? What was in what she had said? What very special about what she had said? I would say like this. That statement did not come from you. It did not come from you. There is a statement that came from the heart. There is a voice that spoke from the heart. She just echoed that voice. When she echoed the voice that spoke from the heart, God was so much pleased with it. He answered back with a thunder. 
God speaking in the bride. God speaking in your life. No wonder the Bible says. No wonder the message says. And the bride is the one that will call the dead from the graves. Not from the voice of the mind. But there are so much in fellowship with God who is in the heart. That when that voice speaks and you speak people will think you are speaking and yet it is this which is speaking you are just a a loud speaker that is echoing it so that the difference between you speaking and him speaking it's just the same It looks like it is you speaking. And yet it is him speaking. No wonder you can say, mountain move! And it moves. Who is speaking? The onlookers will think it is you who said. <laughs> no, but it is him who said. And you echoed it out. You are so much in well fellowship with him. Until, until the Jesus said, until Paul said, until you have the mind of Christ. Remember, There are two faculties of the mind of thinking. This thinking and this thinking. The the mind of Christ is not this thing. The mind of Christ is when you are connected with this thing. When When you open the channel to this to think like what this is thinking. Channel. When the channel with this is direct with this. So that you start thinking what this one is thinking. Then you have the mind of Christ. Then you can obey what this one is saying. Then you can be like Brother Sharit. This one says give the house and you think give the house yeah move over and stay there this one thinks I move over (laughs) when this has a channel with this and becomes one but where does it start when in your prayer you open a channel between this and that and you move the dimension we move in the world of the dimension where you are not in this now you are in that one that's why when people pray the Lord Jesus said go to a room close the door stop for whatever thing that is happening outside there that comes from the eyes that comes with the ears that comes with feelings and remain yourself for some time that's why prayer should not be five minutes prayer should be long enough where you, where you, you shed off this you 
shed, you shed, you shed as you move. Shed, shed as you move. Until the old dimension is quiet. You are in this dimension. You are listening to him. You are listening to what this one is saying. You are in unity. It speaks now, you can hear. Of course, the Lord could not have told me when I was praying, before I was praying. No, let me put it this way. I had heard it sometime. I had heard, I had read it sometime. When Brother Branham, Brother Branham, uh, when he was praying to that Negro black girl, and he said, Lord, remember one time when you were carrying the cross and it was very heavy and it was dragging through the blood drops and you fell under the Lord. And there came a man, a black man, and carried the cross. Lord, his daughters are groping in darkness here. I, I know you remember, Lord. He, the moment he said that, the eyes of that black girl passed. Because the Lord remembered that. I had read that one with my mind. But now when the same, same thing was spoken from down, I was not the same. I was not the same. It had such an impact. It had such a transformation spoken from here than when it was spoken from here. So believing the message, don't believe the message because it is just spoken from here. Go deeper. Stay there. Pray. Stay in his presence until you hear the same word you have been hearing. No, not from here, but from there. That's a revelation. Perfect faith is when it is spoken to you from here. You can say that the Lord has spoken. I know it is true that this thing I'm healed, that I'm born again. Not because I read about it. Not because the preacher said it. But God has spoken to me that I'm a child of God. That one day when I was somewhere praying, I had a connection between me and him. I could now hear his voice. We are in fellowship with him. God is touching me. Now no matter what happens, you can start living in perfect faith. Like Jesus did. Jesus did nothing except what he had his voice saying. So he never failed once. Be because 
because that voice was always perfect. He was in fellowship with the Spirit. Do not rely on your mind. The problem we have is we have exercised our mind so much in school, in solving problems, until we rely on what mind is saying from seeing from what we see, from what we hear, from what we feel, that our life is, is, is anchored on what the mind is guiding from, from the external sources until the source from down from the heart where, where God speaks from lies dormant. We don't hear that voice again. But now using the avenue of prayer you should be able to start opening that avenue and know how to close the outside and open that avenue so that you can hear it from there to get faith because faith is a revelation or faith is hearing what that voice is saying because what that voice is saying is the voice of God dwelling in human heart and he speaks nothing but the word oh praise be to God so you find that many times when people come to be a Christian they don't know what to do because they don't know how to approach it. Yeah. Now, in a, a time of Brother Branham people did not know how to transform themselves from the natural realm using prayer to the spiritual realm. Now, so you could not create that transformation in the in the, in, the, in the Baptist church. But you go to a Pentecostal church those days. That black church. We had people who could train you, who could lead you. Yeah, who could lead you to, to surrender yourself, to stop, to stop those thoughts and assist you to come it could not be achieved in the Baptist church. You had to go in the Pentecostal church. But then after some time, Pentecostal churches started falling. So now, Brother Branham, in his meetings, we wanted people to, to still be in that atmosphere. But there was no place to send people that can get that atmosphere. But there are people who had come from Pentecostal Holy Ghost churches that knew how to. 
There's no need of quoting. You'll be able to know, get, get, get that one. In other words, ordinary people receiving, seeking for the Holy Ghost, they did know how to pray. They had to go where they can be assisted to pray. Or they can be assisted how they can transform themselves, whatever it is. By saying what, by thinking what, by stopping to think what until they move over. Since there were no place to send them to, there were some original Pentecostal people who had received the Holy Ghost. They came to the meetings. So now, when, when people have to be prayed for, especially for the Holy Ghost, in, in Branham Tabernacle, there were rooms. So, Brother Branham said that go into rooms. And there are people who are instructed to lead people to pray to receive the Holy Ghost. Go there and, be, and guide those people how to pray and pray with them until they receive the Holy Ghost. That's how they are receiving the Holy Ghost in Brother Branham. They had to be guided on how to pray. Because prayer is not just babbling. What? Pray is communicating with the heart. With the language of the heart. Not with the language of the mind. So they were to be guided there by people who know how to. So actually prayer it is something you can be guided. You can be told don't say this, say this. Don't think like that, think this Then he's guided too. That's how they receive the Holy Ghost. That's how they receive the Holy Ghost. But in my church in Matete I don't know here those people who moved from Pentecostal church with the correct experience are not there. So I cannot put them in groups. We, we have to teach the whole congregation as a group <laughs> about what prayer means. Oh, hallelujah. How, what prayer means? How to get yourself in prayer? To be able to raise that kind of atmosphere. Because God could not fill Brother Branham with the Holy Ghost until he placed, because where the atmosphere was right. But in my church, there's no place I can send them. And there are no people I can tell them to stay with them until they receive it. So we have to do it as a group. What I want to do is a little bit. Pardon? What I want to do a little bit. Prayer. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. We want people who can pray. Prayer warriors. I know I have, I know I have 10 minutes. Prayer warriors. You, you cannot pray well. 
Until you pour your heart in it. Until there are issues, not of the mind, but of the heart. Sisters, when your child is very sick and, and, and breathing with the difficulty, it is not altogether what you are seeing. It's not altogether what you are hearing. It makes you feel it. Some mothers started feeling the way they felt when the child was being born. Old mothers, I might say the right thing. There's an element of childbirth pain. A feeling. A child who is sick. Then with that feeling, not just a mind, go down and on your knees. Speak with that background of what you are feeling. Words that you are speaking from the feeling. From the heart. Not what the mind is feeling. What the heart is feeling. That's a, that's a prayer that God hears. Ah, ah, that's right. So, so Brother Branham says, if you would want to pray well, there must be a burden. You cannot pray, you can just go, go to pray. Pray for so and so. God bless so and so and heal her. In Jesus' name, Amen. I can pray for so and so. God bless so and so, he has a burden. Amen. Those are just words. Those are just from here. In heaven, they are not there. They are not being heard. Yeah, they are, not, they are just words that are not behind. It's just a recorder playing things. Like Hail Mary praying some Hail Mary. Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. That is nothing. That one is just a tingling sound. You know, in my place, we denomination play a drum. And we dance. That excites our mind. You imagine also God is dancing with that one. What we hear that excites us doesn't excite God. Eh? That is just, just tickling sounds. Just a drum. That is exciting our mind. That is something that speaks from the heart. Oh, amen. Amina. You wonder. I'm wondering. There's that blind Bartimaeus. Who was crying to Jesus. What made Jesus stop? 
Is it the cry? Is it just the cry? I don't think so. Because there are many sick people screaming and crying. You just get somebody here who heals the sick. Who has a gift of healing the sick. This combat, you will not have a place to stay. People will screaming. But none of the screams stop Jesus. Except that man. What was in that man's scream? It wasn't just the noise. There is something about that screaming that has a touch in it. That makes Jesus stop. That woman who had a sick child and he came to the Lord. Lord, heal him. Help me. Even disciples say that Lord, you, you yourself tell her to go. She's screaming to us. This is the bread of the children. It's not given to the talks. Then she came and said something that touches. It is not the words that she said. But in what she said touches. That's what made him stop. <laughs> yeah. He didn't speak from the mind. The mind will have said, ah, me a dog. But that statement didn't come from the mind. It came from a heart where God dwells. When it spoke, God could hear. That is prayer. Men who can pray until something happens. It's not just a burden that you have. Oh, praise be to God. You know, when you have a friend, no, Brother Branham says that uh, if I want to pray for somebody, well, I have to get into fellowship with your problem and start feeling it also. One time he saw a child that is crossed-eyed, black, whom the wazungus hate. But he looked at that child and started thinking a little bit. Then remember Sharon. He was dying and the eyes had crossed. Instead of looking at that black child, the mind went to Sharon. Then it aroused something in his heart. He could pray like nobody. Because it touched his heart. He was able to swallow that to, to put on the feeling on him. By imagining it is, 
by imagining it is Sharon. Until it became his burden. He could now have the burden. And the burden doesn't stay with the mind. The burden goes to the heart. Then he prayed with the language of the heart, of the feeling, of the burden. That's the language God hears. Yeah. How to be able to get, to get a burden and get a burden on you and feel it. He, he, was, he was praying to a certain Marxian, Marx, Mexican old man that was blind. He looked at that man, blind, ragged uh, clothes, no shoes on the feet. Instead of praying for him quickly, he thought about it a little bit. This man, he must be going through problems. And by the way, if my father was alive, he could have been this age. I can imagine my father looking like this. He has nothing to eat. Ah, it made him want to cry. To cry. And when he prays, he prays the language of the heart. At home, there are two type, type, types of mourners in, my, in, 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 in funerals. I know Uganda, you, you mourn in funerals. But sometimes when you are going to funeral, and you are with these middle-aged women, walking to the funeral place, they are telling stories and laughing and hitting high five. But now when they approach the home, you see them not just themselves and scream and cry and roll and and you say, hey, I mean, where do they get all the sadness? I tell you, they can put on the morning. They can pretend to and do a good job. Hey. They will just come out from that place and say, we have been there. We cried, cried, cried and finished the crying. They can put on. They can pretend until it becomes real. That's why there are people who can go to pray and pretend and look as it is real. But it's not from the heart. They just have crammed it. They just have, they know that exercise, how to do it, how to do it. And that crying, it is just pretending. Of course, as human beings, I wouldn't know they are pretending. But God knows they are pretending. So people who go and pray, but pretending, they are not serious. Of course, God won't hear that. But take an old man. Just go to the funeral. 
He will not go crying. He will go and uh, at the coffin and look at that man in the face and start thinking and thinking about the wife and the children and how you'll be lost and how problems and that start a song from what he has seen. He's the one who is mourning. He's mourning from here. <laughs> He's mourning from here. He had a situation. He put that situation on himself. Maybe as he looked at him, he remembered when he also lost a person. Maybe a parent. And what he went through. So he has taken this, he taken this burden and taken on himself and failed it. And it touched him and felt the weight of it. Then start mourning and speaking from the weight that he has. And when you do, you do it from the mind. You don't do it from the mind. You do it from the burden of the heart. That is truly, that is truly mourning. That is the language that God understands. So when you are looking for the Holy Ghost, don't God give me the Holy Ghost. God give me the Holy Ghost. It is you who is saying it. <laughs> God is not hearing that. But turn around and speak the language of the heart. By the way, but the Bible says, Brother Branham said, God can hear you when you speak in sincerity. In honesty. You can imagine a mother has a baby. And you go to the doctor. And you seek. Can you afford, can she afford to be insincere? About the baby. No matter how evil she is. Did you hear my question? You have a baby. Maybe the mother maybe is a very evil woman. But, but loves the baby. And the baby is sick. And wants to be helped. And you will be helped according to what this woman is saying. Yeah, and, and, and this child will be helped. From what the woman is saying. Because, because the, the talk will depend on what the woman is saying. Can she afford to be insincere? Even she, if she has been a liar all her life. But at the time, she will be forced to say the truth. She will be forced to be sincere. So when you go to pray, go with a burden that forces you to be sincere. <laughs> then you will pray. 
Don't just go there and uh, oh, it's the time to pray. God help us, bless us. That's not going anywhere. You'll be praying and your mind is elsewhere. But you cannot have a burden. You are wondering, oh my baby. Oh my baby. Think about, oh my baby. And think about something else. No, you can't. No matter how, no matter how evil you are. But the prayer is when you are talking about something and you are sincere about it and you pour your heart about it. That is a prayer God will hear and God will hear anybody who will pray <laughs> even if it is a prostitute. That's the reason why in our meeting somebody will come from the market here. A prostitute. Yesterday he was in a, in a brothel. Sick. But you come here on Sunday morning and get healed. And yet there are people here filled with the Holy Ghost. And they are not healed. Why? 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 God answers a sincere heart. Yeah, that's the rule. <laughs> All that we know Christians how to pray. Yeah, you can pray and God will hear your prayer. Oh, praise be to God. That is our strong place. Now, with that kind of sincerity and a channel of prayer, you can find him. <laughs> Who is the all in all? The one that owns heaven and earth. He is around here. But you have to find out how to reach him in prayer. Get the church which is praying. I was even thinking about when I was hearing about the 12 tribes. I know they say the 12 groups, but let's call them 12 tribes. When those 12 tribes come uh, are together, first of all, give yourself a burden to pray. You want to give money? You want, you want God to give you the highest contribution? Make, think about it. Let it be a burden. Let it weigh on you. Let it be something that disturbs you. After you are disturbed about it, in that language of being disturbed, go and talk up to God about it. He will understand. And he will give you all the money you want. Brother, give you a God bless you. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. We are a church in training. And may the Lord help us. 
that the training enters in the heart. Amen. Wow. Wow. 
Savior, hear my 